podcast for Friday, October 9th. Well, last Friday, we discussed some verses in chapter 1 of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. I really hope you found time to study this remarkable epistle in more depth. Now, as Paul begins chapter 2, you will notice that it starts with the word and. This conjunction indicates a continuation of his thoughts from chapter 1, which, if you recall, spoke of God's amazing power that rose Jesus from the dead. Now, as we shall see, it is that same power that makes us alive in Christ when we were dead in our sins. Paul starts chapter 2 with, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Here Paul identifies unbelievers as being dead in their trespasses and sins. Unbelievers have no communication with God, and although they are physically alive, their sins have rendered them spiritually dead. And what can the dead do to help themselves? Well, nothing. They're dead. That's why God, in his mercy, had to reach out with his love, a love that was so powerful that he sacrificed his only son for us. Paul continues, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. Here, Paul tells the Ephesians that before becoming believers, they too lived in sin like the rest of the unsaved world. According to the prince of the power of the air, well, the prince of the power of the air is obviously Satan, who does have certain amount of evil control in the world. The air is referring to the area around the world, which is Satan's sphere of influence. And although his influence is great, especially among unbelievers, it is limited. For one thing, Satan cannot separate believers from the love of God. Of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, well, Satan and his demons are at work in the hearts of unbelievers who refuse to obey God. Here, I believe Paul wanted the Ephesians to recognize that the devil's work as a present threat, and it still is today. Satan will tempt believers into sin in an effort to delude, to deceive, and to lead believers astray. But fear not, uh, we have full armor to take the stand against the, the devil's schemes which we will discuss later in chapter 6. So these first three verses show a hopeless humanity trapped in sin under Satan's power, unable to, um, to save themselves. Well, here comes the good news, starting in verse 4, which reads, But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, Those first two words, but God, 
are probably the two most welcome words in Scripture. Being rich in mercy, because of God's love for us, he has an inexhaustible supply of mercy. Verse 5 reads, Even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Made alive is often used as a synonym for raised from the dead. And the only way the spiritually dead can have a relationship with God is to be made alive. And God is the only one who could accomplish that, which he did through his son, Jesus Christ. Verse 6. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, verses 5 and 6 describe three wonderful acts of accomplishment by a loving God. Each believer has been, one, made alive with Christ, which means we are saved, two, raised up with Christ. When Christ rose from the grave, so did all the members of his body by virtue of God's uniting us with Christ an act that could only be accomplished by God's awesome power alone. And three, seated with Christ. We are seated with Christ who sits at the right hand of the Father. Now please stop for just a moment and take that in. Think about that. And not only has the Lord accomplished all of these things for us, but by this, we have been made citizens of heaven. As believers, as heirs of the kingdom, along with Christ, we are spiritually exalted from the moment of our salvation. We therefore have a new citizenship. Paul tells us in Philippians 3.20, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, our time is about up, but please don't stop here. I urge you to dive further into this incredible epistle. And please tune in next Friday as we continue our journey into the book of Ephesians. Thank you all for joining us today. Now let's pray. Dearest Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that we have been set free from walking according to the course of this world. Thank you, Father, that you are a God of love who is so rich in mercy and grace. Thank you that you have made us alive with, raised us up with, and seated us with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We are eternally grateful as we pray this in Jesus' holy and sacred name. Amen.